Hey gang, it's Matt, and welcome to the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. We're picking up right where we left off, so grab a fresh glass of that green milk and enjoy part three of our The Last Jedi discussion. What did you think about the porgs? I, they were inconsequential. They were like family. Holy fuck, Paul, <laughs> just stop talking for a second. They were, they were inconsequential. They were fine comedic relief. They were fine. They didn't make or break the movie. They weren't like they didn't bother the 2017 me. version of Ewoks? Ewoks were fine when we watched them the first time. They've been retconned to be the worst thing that ever happened to Return of the Jedi. Um, how, how were they retconned? By... People by people that maybe aren't Star Wars fans or haven't watched Return of the Jedi. In oh a yeah, long like time. just the popular opinion. Just the popular opinion of Ewoks has soured. Where I never found them to be. It's that the, bad. It's the outspoken opinion of doofuses. Right, like fanboy types. Do like the the overarching like general populist opinion probably is. Oh, I love Ewoks or oh, I love Porgs. They were funny and cute. Paul, yeah. did you like the Porgs? Yeah, I did. I did too. Yeah, they were uh, they were cute. I think we could have we could have cut uh, a couple quick scenes to Wanna... devote to like more meaningful. Well, meaningful more meaningful pork action. Not more meaningful pork action. Don't cor- don't cut the porks. There are plenty Speaking of things that you could cut out of specific, this movie. Specifically, pork nation. Specifically, over here. and since I'm in the business of rewriting this garbage tonight. Take the, take the thirty seconds. Chewie's gonna. Oh, I yeah. Hilariously yeah, yeah. eat a porg, and the other porgs are like, "Don't eat another porg." You know what? Take that scene, and have a quiet moment between Chewie and Luke, having a, a nice moment porg of dinner. <laughs> having porg a moment chops. of <laughs> some porg pot pie. Pork chops, you asshole! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, no. if no, we're no, gonna no, get you're into not the talk, business of chopping yet. stuff out, we there's like an hour yeah, of this look, movie look, take, that we have we haven't touched <clears throat> any of this movie. Yeah, we're real. going, we're going, we're we're going multiple episodes, seven maybe twenty episodes on this. Look, take take the scene Chewie's eating the pork, cut that out, have a nice quiet moment of reverence between Luke and Chewie. It's not like they're strangers. They're fucking boys. Their best friend died. Luke just found out. Like, just Luke barely a, referenced it. He was like, Han. Yeah, who, just have. Who was he again? Just have. It doesn't even need to be that long. Like, pick up in the middle of a conversation between those two and then have Luke retire to the Falcon. And then he goes into the cockpit, has that nice moment. He goes in, he talks to R2. It's the first moment of the movie where Mark Hamill's Luke again. And you get. Like, you don't need to kill the past. You can reverently honor the past and still move on with the characters we love. There was a lot of goofy goofy things with The Force Awakens, but what wasn't goofy were Ray, Finn, and Poe. Daisy Ridley, 
John Boyega, uh, Oscar Isaac. They Ky- were Kylo Ren. Awesome. Adam Driver, they were great. You can you can reverentially say goodnight to the to the original trilogy and move on. You don't need to unceremoniously knock them off. Or or burn it to the ground. So have a nice quiet and laugh moment. about it like a goddamn hyena. Have a nice quiet moment between Luke and Chewie. Then have him go talk with R2. You don't need like the silly I'm roasting yeah, a poor all, all the heavy handed and that's another point that like all the heavy handed social commentary was just bananas. I know that some people point to that as something that they like. No. Um it is it, bananas. It's fucking bananas. If that's what you liked, wake the fuck up. Right, right, right. right. There there's an easy way to do it with nuance. And it wasn't done that way in this. Well, Ian, could you be a little more specific? I about like what doggies. They saved the doggies. Ian, um, could you be a little bit more specific about the social commentary that Ryan Johnson was going after in this movie? the the entire the the entire journey to the is the planet of Canto Bight, or was it just, was that just the casino? What does what, anyone I mean, else think I of think Pinhead the when they hear Canto Bight? What's that? Anyone else think of Pinhead? When they hear oh, Cantobite, 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 no. yeah. Um, so it was a planet. So they go to the casino planet, right? Right. And um, uh, and it is just the the excess and the one percenters just gambling and spending and and taking advantage, clearly taking advantage of the children. There's a commentary on child labor and animal abuse. And, animal abuse. and I, it, it was there's a way to do it which is a little more subtle, and then there's a way that Ryan Johnson decided to do it, which was cave your skull in with a sledgehammer of that message. And if you like that stuff, <clears throat> that's fine. You can have those things in your movie. Here's- it just was done in a poor and heavy-handed way. And it the- also is not... And- it, it's it's um, it's dressing around a movie. It's not the core thing that you should like about this movie. Yeah, I mean, the the social commentary was so heavy-handed. Not even the social commentary, but how many times they said hope and spark and spark hope and hope spark. And yeah, we fucking get it. We get it. This is the last spark, hope, spark, spark, hope of the rebellion. Yeah, the we word, fucking get it. The word but hope. You know what? you know what happened after Finn and Rose left Canobite? They rebuilt the casino because they're billionaires. They kept the kids slaved because Finn and Rose didn't give a shit about the kids. They just saved the fucking elf horses. And those then, horses, whose face was more disturbing, Snoke or those fucking elf and then, horses? And then about two hours after Finn and Rose left, they used their exceptional... Empire guided machines to go wrangle up those horses again and have horse races. Finn and Rose did nothing on that planet. They did absolutely nothing. Wait, if you're they looking, did what? absolutely nothing? nothing. If you're if you're taking well, no 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 Paul, they did something. Did, they came to they the do? planet. Oh. They got the wrong guy who didn't do anything but betray the resistance. So they, they did gave, something. No, you no, know what they, they gave, did. They gave Ryan Johnson's lead character the uh, drink your Ovaltine ring. You know what? You know what Finn did? He illegally parked and he basically fucked up the entire mission. Classic black guy. 
Aww. It's a good thing Foghorn Leghorn was on deck to rat <gasps> oh, him out. Holy shit, was that fucking terrible. Time. He was so he was southern. So bad. He, he was, was so bad. southern. Yeah, it felt Holy like... Holy shit. Um, do you remember the Clone Wars uh, animated movie that they came out with and you had that one hut who was like real feminine and southern? Oh, he was in the How Clone Wars talk? series. The Clone Wars series. What was his name? I don't know. Zzz. It, uh, yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't, I don't know. know, but he talked kind of like a gay Dusty Rhodes. I want to I wanna try. I want to attempt the accent, <laughs> but I don't want to commit it to audio. <laughs> How dare you? Do it you? anyway. How you dare you? The go people want to be entertained. Wait, wait, here we go. Paul's going to do it. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to try to do it. Come on, sauce. You don't want to give me that parking ticket. You don't want to give me that Jedi ticket over you. Oh, shit. That wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Yeah, it, was, it was close. I haven't watched it in a while. There's more of a lisp to it, though. Holy shit. But so, yeah, that stuck out like a sore thumb in the last... Not that awesome accent. I wish he had that. <laughs> just If you're going to do it, Ryan Johnson, just go balls out bananas and do gay Dusty Rhodes. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what the... I don't know what the reasonable cutoff is from what happened in the original trilogy is to but like by the time you get to the like the prequels like George Lucas like I don't like anything that takes me out of these movies I don't like anything that takes me out of any movie I want to be submersed in the world that I'm watching and the original trilogy does that like yeah there's some weird goofiness like the the weird like th- ball throw in the yard thing that's on the wall in like Aunt Brew's hut. There's some weird stuff like that, but there's no tether ball. There's no blatant nonsense like the '50s diner in the middle of Coruscant. This was this, in my opinion, this was worse than the '50s diner. Right there's and th- and, th- and that's that's yeah, my the point. The '50s diner and then the uh, sports bar was pretty bad in Coruscant. Also. Yeah, no, like that. That's Death my sticks. point. I don't want anything taking me out of. The experience that I'm having, the sports bar, Death Sticks, the fucking like planet, you know, planet Vegas, the uh, southern accent on the guy. Like, I I even had a problem in The Force Awakens with the guy with the Scottish accent that shows up on Han and Chewie's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was weird. And I, I guess what that comes from is because in. The original trilogy, your your accent options are English and British. <laughs> but when like whenever I hear something else, it, it, it totally pulls me out. And especially in this movie, when I hear a oh no, I don't know a your mama joke. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Come it on. was it was terrible. I I know or when that, you get or I know what, a lot of the internet likes. Oh, it was so funny. It was so irreverent and out of nowhere. Or and, when you get a two thousand. 12 joke like Luke brushing the dirt off his shoulder. Yeah, what do you That's think? not even modern for today. Yeah, Jay-Z would frown on that. Right. Like you it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It pulls you out of the experience. Like Ryan Johnson, you're writing a story about a galaxy far far away. Like you shouldn't be using today's nomenclature 
like George Lucas when he did the prequels shouldn't be using anything resembling something that happened on Earth. Like I know all of it. Like you could even if you're if you're really gonna break it down, you can get super crazy and be like, "Well, Leia calls Chewie a walking carpet. Do they have carpets? Do they have the word carpet in other planets?" Yeah, like I get it, but something as specific as like a New York City diner or death sticks or a fucking like casino you know, planet casino planet yeah like Wacko. it's just too it just pulls you out and it just pulls you out of the experience and just the whole like to get into plot things because i think that a major problem of this movie is the plot and the fact that the majority of the film was a slow speed space chase i I felt like that was kind of nonsense. And if you're going to have that, there needs to be a little bit more tension. You can't just have people break out and leave and go to another planet to to pick up another guy that's going to be able to help you to achieve a goal that ultimately leads to nothing. Like the entire hour that Rose and Finn went to Casino Planet led to nothing it was it, you know, it was nothing the second time i watched this movie i realized i liked the beginning and i i was okay with the end of it but the middle is a complete disaster all the stuff with poe and finn is it's like they had they wanted to get to an end goal and whatever it took to get there they did it they did. What was the end goal? I guess the end goal was to have, uh, to have the first, the the fuck it, to have the empire meet them on crate, and like I, it just like. There was, but they could have did it so easily. Like well, that could have been. I, I, so I disagree so, with that because so, I feel like they they like shoehorned in like other things that they it was, it was wanted convoluted. To put in. It was complicated. Here's it was convoluted. how. Well, yeah. It, yeah. It was. It was convoluted and it was complicated. And oh, okay. Mass Kanata scene. Get that the fuck out of this movie. Get it out. If you thought that was a good part of the movie, you're a fucking dumb dumb. Well, she was a terrible character from the jump. From and they're the like, check Force it out. Awakens. We're gonna have her play laser tag. All right, all right so via Skype in this. All one. right, let's 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 play to the rules that this movie sets. Um, so well, what this trilogy sets. So Finn had he had a sandwich with Maz Kanata. He had a meal with her for, what, maybe 15 minutes? And Poe never met Maz Kanata. But that's their fucking go-to all of a sudden? Yeah. And they're fucking tight with her? And she's going to pick up a call with them? When she's in the seemingly the middle of a Mega Man game? <laughs> he he might have. <laughs> he might have It was but when she was role-playing we did, we Solid Snake? <sighs> I don't know what she Terrible. was doing. It was garbage. It was complete garbage. You could look, when you look in Oscar Isaac's eyes during that scene, he is wishing that someone would kill him because he knows in, it's bullshit. In why does Maz Kanata exist? Maz Kanata exists for toys, I believe. 
Maz Kanata exists to be the new uh, Yoda-esque character. Um, and they had to just sandwich her. I mean, it was so shoehorned in that I, I can't believe that people were like, oh, that's so fantastic. Like, she sucked in The Force Awakens, but yet she managed to suck on a whole new level. I don't think she yeah, sucked was, in The Force Awakens. Dude, she was terrible. She was a stand-in for Yoda. There, like... They were so desperate to get a character to like kind of introduce Ray to the Force, like yeah, but I don't it think was that's pretty transparent. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's that. like, oh, and it just so happens to be this tiny little colorful character. Yeah, I right. didn't, I didn't love her. Okay, in the Force all right, movies. all right, settle down. I like. Oh, now we have to settle down. <laughs> no. Are you just screaming? <laughs> we're gonna, we're all losing our minds at some point. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Now we have the the, no, the like, green light. I like Maz Kanata from. From the aspect of, like, this is this is one of Han Solo's go-tos. This is, uh, you know, shady traitor. She deals with a lot of a lot of shady characters. She can get you what Smuggler. you need if you want Hate to. Hate that she's been around for a thousand years. It just kind of undermines Yoda's relevance. Yeah. It, it, honestly, like, I feel like Yoda's the guy that's been around forever. Yeah, He's the wisest yeah. of them all. Because and, he is. He is. Without then, dispute, he is. But no, Maz Kanata has been around longer. Has she? Yeah. Was that stated in the movies? Yoda was 900 years old, and she had owned that watering hole for over a thousand years. Yeah, that's, that sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it totally sucks. But, like, I, I like the, the simplicity of, like, Han needs... Han needs some answers. He needs to get a little something. He's gonna go to one of his sources. And right. her and you eyes, leave it there then. Her man. eyes and, when she takes those goggles off, buttholes. She <laughs> she I thought she looked great. I was I wasn't pulled out of the story by either butthole. I thought she looked great. I love I love her flirting with Chewbacca. Here's the thing. In The Force Awakens, she's like, Where's my boyfriend? Right. I love that Wookiee. And it's suggestive but then in this one she's like someone said makes a comment and she's like that guy knows how to stuff holes and i'm like oh no it's gross stuff so disgusting the guy knows how to stuff my eyes yeah like it was it was sexy in the force awakens i was like yeah Maz Kanata. and now all of a sudden i'm like oh you're, you're gross you're a filthy fucking slut pig but <laughs> i like in the force awakens it works She's you know, like a shady canteen owner. She knows information she shouldn't know. But in this one, I'm like, no one, no one should she's, know. Who she's she a is. laser tag fan. Yeah, like they're tapping it into her so fucking bad. Mega Man feed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I got Moskana's Twitch. No, there's no like. Oh, it make look, all right. This is the time to roll this out. Since we're talking, we're. Well, I mean, we're talking about the movie that should have happened. Not the movie that did happen. Here's here's how here's how you smooth out all of this nonsense. Maz Kanata out. Maz Kanata not even a mention in this movie. But she was in The Force Awakens. Yeah, she served her purpose and it was done. Okay. I don't care what you spent on Lupita Nyong'o. She's done. Right. She has no business in this movie. They could have, yeah, they can cut that whole thing out. Cut it. Cut it out of there. You work away. Like the cancer that it is. So, it was, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was a cancer. 
It, it, it was it sounds dramatic. It I was, liked it. It was bad. It was ridiculous. So Finn's trying to escape. He can't figure out. Not trying to escape. Finn's trying to go. He's save trying Ray. to save Ray. He's trying to go save Ray, but the resistance specialist Rose has all those escape pods on lockdown because she's crazy nerdy numbers girl. Okay, mm-hmm. stay with me. He meets Rose. They have their confrontation. She zaps him, which was totally, totally some Mel Brooks nonsense. Unnecessary. Because, same with the Iron Man, Thor, Cap fight, and Avengers. Heroes are going to talk it out first. They're not going to resort to violence first. They're going to have their talk. Finn's going to be like, oh shit, you can code break us. Onto the First Order ship. Which makes that character so much more important and essential to everything in the movie. They still have the conversation, my sister died for this cause. I will not dishonor my sister. I will do whatever it takes. Even if... Family. And, and that's how... Family. And well, that's wait, wait, how... how did, never mind. That's how you play... That's how you work Rose's character. That she is willing to do whatever it takes. She's going to honor her sister. She has the courage that Luke Skywalker had in the original trilogy. You know, Finn at this point is still, all right, I can't, I can't leave here until we fix this to go get Ray. But once we do this, we're going to be able to get Ray. So that's Finn's motivation. They go up to Poe and Poe's like, now the Poe Holdo stuff is its own fucking nonsense. Well, we'll get to it. But this is how you work. You don't need Benicio Del Toro. You don't need a fucking ridiculous code breaker. You don't need Ryan Johnson's social commentary about saving slaves, who he doesn't, because Rose and Finn leaves those slaves there. All they care about are the horses. You don't need slave commentary, animal cruelty commentary, rich commentary. You leave all that shit on the cutting room floor. It probably cuts... An hour and a half off of this fucking movie, you have Finn, Poe, and Rose <clears throat> with the help of BBA. Why do we need Rose? Because code she breaker. is the code breaker. Oh, she is. The she wanted- that, that would make sense to right. add another person with another set of skills. Unsung, that maybe unsung the hero. Don't have. Like Luke Skywalker in A New Hope, that you don't expect to be the savior, show up and make shit happen. And so part you of take, the magic of Star Wars is adding some new characters here and right. there. Not a thousand like this fucking movie did, but maybe one or two. And we, we already have precedent in the movie. Well, I guess we don't at that point if the ship, their ship leaves and the First Order doesn't pick up on it. Whatever, we but can rewrite it. We fuck, can, yeah, fuck we the can stupid rewrite rules it, then, of this stupid movie. So, not only do you get more of what the fans wanted, which was Poe and Finn shipping... You get some of their chemistry for the middle arc of the movie. You don't get ham-fisted social commentary, and you get to see more of your favorite characters from the first movie in action together. And and you get a solid character arc from Captain Phasma, who is relegated to the cutting room floor in The Force Awakens. You can give her a real arc with Kylo Ren, 
with Hux based on what she needs to do. Like, she's in charge of corralling the intruders on the ship. She can have multiple interactions with Poe and Finn. You can have the big showdown with them. You can have the big confrontation with them when Holdo makes the decision to light hyperspace through the First Order fleet. But ultimately, you get the same result. You get, because Rose and Finn can't be killed, you get Finn, Rose, Poe, BB-8. They find a shuttle back to the Resistance. You get a larger story with Captain Phasma. That doesn't affect uh, Ray, Kylo Ren, uh, Snoke. You get a better middle of the story because you're already invested in the characters taking place in that story. You don't have some weird, confusing, like, order chain of command nonsense between Leia, Haldo, and Poe. You don't have to invest in some over-the-top comedy nonsense like the gremlin putting coins in in BB-8. Or just you the, don't need to or, explain. Or just them leaving and going to another yeah. world and coming back. It's, it, like, it that seems happens, like a long trip. It all happens in the slowest chase scene ever. You don't need to involve Benicio Del Toro, who ultimately is a unimportant character because he just betrays everyone. He's not even someone that has... A history he with was, a main Paul, character Paul, like Lando Calrissian. He was there for the social commentary. You can't, you know, like You're basically right. everybody is. Not everyone knows off the top of their head that everyone contributes to the war effort. To the war effort, to the war machine. And, you know, the good guys and the bad guys are both uh, being bought by the 1%, apparently. What, and wasn't there a. Um, he says something when. Um, he's walking away and Finn says something to him like, ah, you know, I forget. I forget exactly what it was. But his response was just a, a general. He was like, F- Finn says something like, oh, you know, you're just going to walk away and, you know, they're they're going to get you too, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're you're just going to you're just going to leave and and not help out us and, and, and betray us. And he just looked back at him and like, they're, they're going to take care of you, too. And he was like, maybe. And it was just such a indifferent, disaffected, like it's it's the theme of this whole movie. Just like indifference, who cares? Maybe, 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 maybe they'll get me one day. Who knows? Who cares? Mm-hmm. It was more that gray area where it seems like they're so like afraid to <clears throat> have just, you know, a knight in shining armor or a straight up like evil villain with you know the blackest soul um i don't i don't know why they're afraid of that and that you know represents a, a big problem that i have with this movie is that you know myth which is what star wars has always been really up until this movie uh it, it's always about good and evil black and white there's you don't have to get bogged down in shades of gray. You know, let other movies or other commentaries do that. That's not, to me, that's not Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen uh, champions of this movie criticize the longtime fans that have issues with this movie is, you know, this is this is Star Wars now. This is for us. This is for the new audience. And if not too- not you fanboys. Right. It's almost like fanboys in particular. Fanboys is like a slur. 
after this weekend. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I think it's a slur anyway, but, um, is it? I think so. But, um, <clears throat> I read an article written by a woman that, um, <laughs> her message was basically like, uh, white males that can't seem to adapt to the, the new Star Wars, which is this, uh, have basically antiquated, uh, outdated on the wrong side of history opinions of what Star Wars should be. And you guys are going to be left in the dust because it's not for you anymore. And All what, I heard was, Ian can't handle Star Wars because it's not for white males anymore. <laughs> and, and what's funny is that... That was very not... It, Thinking it's funny, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is funny is that we passionate Star Wars fans, longtime Star Wars, lifelong Star Wars fans, have talked about this movie for a po- about two hours at this point. Two hours ha- thirty two minutes. And who's ha- counting? And haven't addressed any of that that stuff that I honestly don't even really want to address because it's not really. Central to any of the problems the, that I have. I believe the article was actually in Vanity Fair. It was kind of horrifying because this writer points out that... Matt, the, I think I read the same article. In today. the movie, all the women basically make the correct choice. And all the men make the wrong choice. And it happens time and again. Right. And she basically says, and that's about right. That's the way like the world is these days. Um, it was so off-putting. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, art, you know, I, I've heard a lot of, um, you know, well, Poe Dameron got his everybody. He got, he got everybody killed in the beginning of the movie because he took out the dreadnought. Well, guess what, everybody? Um, the dreadnought would have followed them through hyperspace and blown them out of the sky if Poe Dameron didn't yeah. take it upon himself to say no, Leia, flipping you, turning you off. Um, my my superior woman or man doesn't really matter. We're going to destroy this thing that potentially could come back to kill us because this movie would have been over in ten minutes if Poe Dameron didn't take initiative and wipe it out. Uh, second of all, the I'm, reason I'm w- sorry we lost a bunch of resistance fighters, but this is war. Well, we would have lost. Up for this. We would have lost everybody if the dreadnought existed to follow us through hyperspace. So. Except, except General Yondu. So we'll we'll chalk that up to one for the subordinate Poe. He made the right decision there. Um, whenever we're doing the slow mo space chase, and he questions his superior about, "Hey, it seems like we're going to run out of fuel, and you're leading us to our doom." Do you have another plan? He is told that he's no longer ranking high enough to question her motives, no matter how trusted he is to her superior, and to basically shut up and get back in line, hothead, where he then takes it upon himself to try to save everyone because it appears from his manager, who's not relaying the plan that he's being led to his death. So, I don't know. Is it poor leadership? The the Not, whole... Doesn't matter man, who it is. Man or a woman. The whole Bad though, leadership. The Holdo, Poe, whatever middle nonsense that was, it was so unclear. It made no sense whatsoever because in the movie, in 
so in the first awakens the first awakens (laughs) what's it called again paul in the the first awakens the fourth awakens the fourth awakens it's the fourth awakens in the in the the fourth somebody's fourth awakens hard in the third awakens so in in the in the force awakens as darcy pointed out to us earlier tonight um you know poe is the only trusted pilot in the resistance that general leia can turn to on such a such a dire mission as getting a piece of the map to find the mysterious map to find the mysterious Luke Skywalker from the mysterious Laura Santeca. Like, but it is it's an important is as nonsensical as all of it is, as all of the map stuff stuff is. Poe is the only trusted pilot that Leia will go to to get this job done. For in plenty of scenes in The Last Jedi, Leia and Poe have a close relationship. It's almost like Poe is the son she didn't have. They are really close, right? In this movie, there is when Leia's in a coma, you know, Poe reverently goes up to her body and puts her his hand on hers. This is a close relationship. So, with all that in mind, all that material, do you you really want me to believe that Poe doesn't know who Admiral Haldo is? Even though later in the movie, Leia and Haldo seem to have a very close, companionable, friendly relationship. Or... Haldo doesn't know who Poe is. Does Haldo not have those conversations with Leia? Nonsense. E- neither, none of that triangle makes sense. Everyone in that triangle should know who the other person is and know that they are that trusted. And you and this is only inference. Like, I don't want to sound like a fanboy that's, well, you know that from the comic books. No. We only know this from what The Last Jedi told us. <clears throat> and that's that Leia and Holdo were close. Leia and Poe were close. So the only the only equals in that equation is that Holdo and Poe should know who each other are. A, a simple way to alleviate the situation is for Holdo to just simply not off the bat insult Poe and tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, and I mean, this, this that's goes, just a bad way to manage a fucking fleet. I'm not telling you how to run no, your fucking no, no, ship, right. Haldo, but, but maybe goes, not be a dickhole to the person that's a hero of the Resistance. This goes back you only to, have 12 people left. This goes back to the Avengers, <laughs> and I know we all love the first Avengers movie, and it's the greatest movie ever. Don't insult the Avengers or if, Marvel. How dare you? But if when when... Heroes with nothing but heroism and, you know, you know, positivity go into a fight. You know, Thor, Cap, and Iron Man, they're going to, like, as, as much as Joss Whedon played it as best he could is, this is the reason they fight. They're not, they're, they're not going to. They're going to talk it out. They're going to, like, in this movie, Holdo's going to be like, look, 
I know you're on edge right now. You're flying off the handle, but I've got this. This is what's going on. I know you're tight with Leia. Poe's gonna like. Thank the, you for the, saving the lady, us from the, the fucking dreadnought. The lady with the big nose is like, oh, it's. Why and, did she get so much screen time, Paul? Explain that to me. I don't know. She was like uh, General Maydean, but for the new trilogy. I felt like as they were panning across her nose, it was like in the beginning of Spaceballs <laughs> with that ship, and it took that long <laughs> to capture the entire but thing like, on screen. That's like that. That's that's my point. Like it, she's like, oh, it's Admiral Holdo, and Poe's like. So that's who that girl I'm gonna fuck looks like. Yeah. So and I'm like, like you should yeah. know her. You you're you are the only yeah, one yeah, qualified to go get Laura Santeca's shit. You don't know the hierarchy of the resistance. You don't know who that is. Yeah. Come on. So in um, basically like with that whole mutiny thing, uh, that entire sequence, the most drawn out, slow, high speed chase like ever in the history of cinema, and then with the um, the the mutiny where um, Haldo takes control and then uh, then Poe takes control and then Haldo again, like it felt very much like. You like guys the, ever seen the Betty Hill theme? No, no, no. Did you ever see like Master and Commander with Russell Crowe? And the story is like the he's in like the captain of a of a British vessel that's going after like pirate ships out in the open sea. And like, I guess that's the way it really was like where you can see the pirate ship, but you can't quite get to it. But it's kind of boring. And that ain't Star Wars. Star Wars is faster and more intense. Slow speed chases are neither. So do you think Ryan Johnson ever heard the term faster, more intense? Because I don't think he did. Uh, maybe not. Um, <clears throat> maybe from his girlfriend, but I don't know. Oh. Oh. Spicy. Well, if he makes love the way he does chase sequences, maybe. I don't know. He sends somebody else out to go get but, but supplies anyway. and come back, and then it but, also fails. But in a sense, I was kind of intrigued with the way that... Like, really, for the first time in Star Wars, it felt like, um, like there were, uh, like, like space was kind of like the ocean. They were actual, you know, we call them ships, but they kind of felt like, you know, like ocean vessels and, and they can't like close the distance between one another. And like, there was the mutiny and all that stuff. It felt very much like pirates on the open sea. Interesting. Don't love it. Like the way it should have worked. Paul, I'm going to write, I'll write it for you. Do it. The way it should have worked, very much like the way The Empire Strikes Back went down. No, I'm not saying remake it the way that they remade A New Hope with The Force Awakens. But when everybody flees the, the planet at the beginning and they have to evacuate, that's when they can scatter. So, you know, Poe can go off here and, and Finn can go off to whatever adventure he needs to go to. But they have the rendezvous point, which is crate that's where they're meeting and then somehow the first order tracks them there you don't need this drawn out mutiny nonsense garbage um you know maybe maybe leia poe and finn all end up going to canto bite for whatever reason certainly not to find some hacker because it's so contrived right to gamble maybe to put some coins in bb-8 so you can shoot them out as a machine gun later i don't know but i'll tell you what i didn't pick up on it the first time the first time I hated the gremlin putting coins in BB-8. It's 
over the top. It's nonsense comedy. You don't need it. A few scenes later, BBA takes out a guard by it's shooting a, coins at him. Right. It's also stupid. Nonsense, also, garbage comedy. it's nonsense. Garbage yeah, comedy. It is space 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 space. And I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, the comedy. It was like Spaceballs. No, that's like, that is not a thing that you should say that is a compliment. Right. Right. That's, it's an insult. If, if you think that's funny, you're a dum dum. But what's clever about that is that the scenes between getting loaded with coins and shooting the coins, every time you see BB-8 and he's rolling, you hear the coins jingle. Oh, and it's a clever. nice, it's a, I, it's dumb, Matt. Clever it's, and stupid. It's dumb. Wow. It's, it's just reinforcing the stupidity I know, of the whole it's thing. It's so dumb, but they're, so they're stupid, committed buddy. to it. And you can, like, no, it works. No, no. Because the whole time Comment I'm like. on it when you're sober. I'm. I'm I, like I get well, it. That's no, that's cool that actually I've been sober. And this is this is the the thought process I had with it. I'm like clearly the body of BB-8 has too much mechanics in it to hold all uh, those yeah, yeah, to all hold those like coins. In He's arsenal. not a fucking yeah. empty fucking sphere. Like what is the what is the launching mechanism inside BB-8 to shoot my, rapid right, fire? Right. My those point coins. is my point it's is fucking dumb. I appreciate their commitment to the fucking coin jingle to, when he gets mm. thrown out of the casino. Shame and the wa- the award for commitment to non-sensory goes to... Me. Not you. Me. Did you make this movie? So, you would have made a better movie that I would have liked. So I, here's, like, I like Matt. Well, Matt, I think the reason they, they didn't do your idea of the, the fleet scattering is because... Right. The Force Awakens got so much criticism for being so close to a new hope. They couldn't do that. But just because an idea is simple doesn't mean it's not the best idea. Well, yeah, and not only that, but you can have a completely different adventure for these characters to kind of like go on um, while they're trying to get to this rendezvous point, which, you know, it's almost like taking Hoth out of the beginning of Empire and putting it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. kind of like what I'm looking for also. And they still like separated all of the characters just like Empire. They still had one character on a right, deserted planet training. training with a Jedi Master. Except one planet was called Ham-Fisted Social... Uh, social uh, Justice social Planet. Justice yeah. Planet. <laughs> <laughs> And the one planet was like, we can't have men being better than women on the ship planet. Uh, so, with all that said... Planet Lauer. With all that said, you, oh! you get rid of the, the, quote, you know, slow speed chase, whatever it was. Right. And, um, and you also get rid of Holdo. Pointless character. And you know what? While you're at it, get rid of Rose, too. She served no, no purpose. Rose, Rose I, I argue fine. that Rose could have. Rose has a point in this movie, but I also the one that we got. I also argue mm-hmm. that. Well, with, you no sub not in, the one that we got. Sub okay. in Paige for Rose because I gave more of a shit about Paige. Who's Paige? It, her, her sister, sister who the, got blown up after one minute, and I cared more about her in that very artfully done bomber piece. Than I ever cared about Rose in all of her time on screen. Yeah, yeah. like you don't even find out their sisters until later. And no, you find out their sisters right then. 
As soon as when? she's sitting there crying, it's like as one of the first things yeah, after the fact. You didn't realize like she was anything to anybody when she died. Matt, rawr, rawr. Matt, come on. What? No, 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 no. no. Matt's right. No, 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 no. No, no. Matt's not right. Yeah, because yeah. Matt has been a slave to uh, you know trailers and TV spots and pre-release stuff. Are you? Do you mean to tell me? No, I didn't know you that. Didn't, neither of you made the connection from. The Asian girl in the beginning that wasn't Kelly you know, Marie Tran two Asians to the Asian the girl universe. that actually was in the movie. In, no, are you're you not, you seriously? Hey, Paul, you, you're not listening you, to what Matt is saying. He said in the moment where she dies. No, you're not. You're not listening. What, when she appears on screen, one of the first words out of her, her mouth is, "My sister died for this." So yes, and she's crying no. and holding the the necklace thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we got it. They don't even look like the same. They they don't even look like they're from the same region, Paul. So if we're gonna what, go like that, I'm then we're gonna go like that. The first second you see the sister that died, you're like, oh, that's clearly Kelly Marie Tran's motivation later in the movie. No, I didn't yes. think that at all. Yes, I it's, didn't think. Well, why did you think? Maybe that? that's what you because thought, but I didn't. They're think the that only at all. two Asian girls in that movie, and the first one isn't Kelly Marie Tran. There was some rent. No, that's wrong. There were some random. Asian um, fighter pilots in the first movie. In this that movie was, too. In this movie too. No, it was. Yeah, it was Colleen Wang from Iron Fist. Iron Fist. She no. wasn't in this movie. Yeah, I, no, I'm not Tally, saying any no, specific no, actor. I know who you're talking about. Tally from this movie, not Asian. You racist. I no, you're being you racist. No, no, racist. honestly, you're no. being. You yeah. are being racist. Yeah, because you know why? Because because. Dead Bomber Girl, Asian. Kelly Marie Tran, Asian. Tally, not Asian. Right, but I didn't make the connection that they were going to be sisters or related or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you should have. I didn't either. I didn't make that connection okay. until they explained I didn't either. So maybe died, we're big, the, maybe the we're big dummies. The wasn't there. Like, at least in Star Wars, they indicate that, like, Luke and Biggs are like buddies, so there's a little bit of like, oh man, his friend just died. But like, her death was so inconsequential. If we had known that that was Rose's sister, like the unwashed masses, not you, Paul. We know you know. When do they? When do? You, when do you know that Luke and Biggs are buddies? Uh, when they're, well, they're like, both white. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> I mean, didn't you watch any of the fucking promo shit, you big dummy? But when do you know Luke and Biggs are buddies in the theatrical release? And the th- well, I didn't see it uh, originally in the theater, so. But yeah, but the not yet not the, until we travel the, back in time. The special editions or any of that wasn't released till way later. Right. So we had already, right. you know, we've been through the Star Wars Insider. We knew what that was about. Right. You don't know. Biggs well, means nothing to Luke in the theatrical release. This is the theatrical release bullshit. of this movie. Bullshit, and I'll explain why. Tell me why. First of all, we know that there's some kind of connection with um, when Luke is talking about, uh, it'll be just like um, Beggar's, Beggar's Canyon, Canyon back, back home. home. To Wedge. No, he says it to fucking Biggs. Luke, will we have enough time to pull out? He has... Oh, Wedge yeah, yeah, is in his they're childhood. In the, they're in the X Wings. Come at on, that point. you've seen this before, especially yeah, in the theatrical right. version. So there's that, and the, the, more importantly, there's the fact that there's an interaction between the two characters during the battle, as opposed to okay. you only see well, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. perspective. You're right. So, you're right. 
Anyway, yeah. I don't even know what the point of this was, but no, I needed clarification. That was Ro- the point. That but was the point. Rose, to me, frankly, was a hundred percent unnecessary. Uh, we didn't need to bog things down with uh, so many new characters, like ho- so t- many inconsequential characters. Yeah, and and the biggest offender, I think, of all was Holdo. Um, I think the the entire uh, character of Holdo could it was basically like there were two Leias. Combine it into one. If you don't want Leia to go out by flying um, at light speed through the Star Destroyer, which would have been a cool way for her to go out, but of course they didn't know she was going to, you know, OD in real life. Um, Too soon. It's true. It came out. She had like freaking heroin in her system. Like, I'm sorry, but she was a drug addict. And uh, so they didn't know that at the time. So, you know, they didn't want to kill her off then, which, you know, they should have. But. Um, you could have at least like had the whole like command of the of the Mon Calamari cruiser um, role like taken by Leia because um, just splitting it into two characters, one of which you get rid of by the end, makes no sense. It's just complicating an unnecessarily like, yeah a, a story unnecessarily. Right. And regardless, if you don't know Carrie Fisher is gonna die, it's it's more poignant to the characters in the story if <clears throat> Kylo Ren's TIE fighters take out the cruiser. Leia gets sucked out into space. She ghosts of Christmas past back into the ship. And she's in a coma. Anybody that I think it's Ghost of Christmas present? Oh yeah, Ghost of Christmas past, you're right. Anybody that liked that part is a maniac. But she's she's back in the it. ship. She's a she's You're a maniac. All right, I Matt, I like that I like seeing her use the force. Mm-hmm. But the application of the way her body like there was no there was no movement, there was no like gravity <laughs> or well, anything. What gravity it is was there in just, space, Paul? I get it, but then ships shouldn't be able to fly. So Bombs shouldn't be able to drop. Right. So there's so, Okay, so should she So have we've been established swimming? No, but she there's should a, base? she should have her should she her put blood her fist, should have fist in and her the blood other should one have frozen like and she should have died. No, but there is, is what should have happened. Like she there should have been, been there should have been some kind of yeah, I hear you. There should have been some kind of weight to her. She's but not Star Lord. It was a weird like arm out and then they just it it looked really good. It was just it, overall it was stupid. But she should have been re- dead. They should have killed okay, her. They had her out. We take Holdo out. It makes more to the story. It means more to the story. If the last scene you have between Poe and Leia, who are obviously close, is her reprimanding him for being a cocky flyboy and endangering the mission and getting all those people killed, Leia's in a coma. We don't know if she's going to make it or not. And then Poe's in charge of this fleet. That's the same character arc. It's more direct, where Finn's in charge of the fleet, and he needs to make the final say... Of what they do. Mm-hmm. Easier, simpler, more understandable than why there is an unnecessary character. And in this day and age of space travel, <clears throat> someone can't set an autopilot 
to hyperspace. I have to pilot the back ship. Through the Wouldn't fleet? it be more effective if he had the ship fly off to nowhere away from the rest of the cruiser? Like, come Who on, knows? I mean, I mean, no one knows. Come on, like, there's never been there's never been a cloaking device in Star Wars before until this movie. We've seen tons of shit we've never seen before in this movie. Come on, Poe devises a plan to get everyone down to crate. There's cloaking devices. In the Empire Strikes Back, uh, Captain uh, Admiral Nita? is is it Captain Nita awesome. says uh, that's not possible. No ship that small has a cloaking device. Okay. Well, there's well, I mean, well, I mean that just proves my point. Then there's there's technology in place to make this happen. Right. They can get their shit down the crate. They can send the hyperspace cruiser through the fleet. And like, and that can be Poe's character arc. Mm-hmm. We don't need Admiral Holdo. Why is this movie so complicated? We are writing a better Last Jedi than the people that wrote need, it are doing. Because we need to cram a whole bunch of garbage and nonsense in on top of subverting expectations. That's what we. That that was the. The goal. Ian, we don't care about subverting ex- expectations. We care about honoring the characters. And I I'm not that, even being I I'm know. not even being Homer, you know, from my adolescence. Like I'm honoring Ray and Finn and Poe. Yeah. And I, God damn it. God damn it did speaking of speaking of characters. God damn it did Ray and Kylo Ren have electricity in that elevator. <laughs> they were gonna fuck. I wanted it so bad. Anyway, and now that they're not related, I want Bone Zone. I thought for the most part Poe was excellent in this movie. Um, <clears throat> Poe or Oscar Isaac? Because Oscar Isaac was brilliant. What the fuck is the difference, dude? Because you may be talking about the character arc for Poe. I'm talking about the way Oscar Isaac presented the character. He was great. Both. Even okay, even if both. his I, I his character both. arc kind of stunk. No, his character arc was fine. Uh, it was a lot. His of- character arc was fine. It was made unnecessary, but it was no, fine. no, no. It was it was, it was always um, relegated to the back burner by his superiors was, doing nonsensical. Yeah, things. it wasn't just that. It, it was made overly complicated. But the idea is good that he is clearly the heir apparent to the leader of the rebellion. I guess it's what it's called now, right? The rebellion. It's a resistance, right? Well, no, now it's the rebellion because they kinda, you like, know, you can overthrow the entire galaxy in 2 days. Well, it's definitely the rebellion now because they have 9 people. <laughs> right? And they are, I think, rebelling against the new rulers of the galaxy, which is now the First Order. Back when the First Order was just this splinter bunch of assholes, the resistance, they were resisting those jerk-offs. But now they're rebelling. I don't know. But anyway. um, I don't know. That should be the title of anything regarding The Last Jedi. Poe was great for the most part. All of his humor was spot on. It was much more, um, you know, it was, I think we got a lot more um, who talks first, do I talk first, than we did still holding, like when, you know, at the beginning of the movie when they decided they're going to turn General Hux into a punching bag for the rest of the series. Castrated him for the rest yeah, of the it, movie. It was cool that they did that in, like, 
the first scene of the movie. Not well. It was yeah, right. the the first scene. Poe castrates him, and then the next time you see him, Snoke double castrates him. No, but the thing was like with Can Snoke, you be double castrate. And then it, it, on, yeah, and on, then at that on, point, hold on, hold Hux on. is with, irrelevant. With um with Snoke, whenever he intimidates him. That wasn't like so much a funny moment. Like the whole shit with Poe, that was slapstick. That was space balls, right? right? There was a lot of space balls. There was that Marvel uh approach to humor in this movie, and that ain't Star Wars. However, it is now. There were a couple times when they kind of got the tone right. The, very similar to the Matt, tell me when they got to it. To the right. quality of the humor in um the Force Awakens, which I think anybody with a decent sense of humor realizes is probably the true funniest Star Wars movie ever made, um, with very few like dumb jokes. Like there's maybe a couple here and there. Well, there's a difference between jokes and humor. This movie had jokes. Right. The Force Awakens has humor. Hu- okay. Yeah. Fair. The Force um, Awakens also had jokes. I'm not saying that it doesn't have it, but like this movie had. Like, well, straight up jokes. When you say oh, this movie was, it was a stand-up. Um, it was oh, it was almost the last Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I one of my favorite moments uh, with humor was with Poe when C three PO was like, "Hey, uh, uh, Holdo is looking for you," and he like casually walks by. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we, yeah spoke. We, we spoke. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it was like, great. That's amazing. The humor. Delivery was great. Nah. The." What? Yeah, like that's the best. Like the best stuff is that casual Han Solo type right, humor. Right. It's it's the subtle. It's the subtle jabs. It's the subtle jokes. It's the Leia. you know Leia in A New Hope. Get this walking carpet out of my well, way. Well, even Leia. It's when, just delivered in the split of a moment. It's right off the top of when her head. She says she's out. to uh, C three PO in this movie, like wipe that worried look off your face. It good was stuff. so good, and not like the line was good. And the way Anthony Daniels controls that costume with the moment, he gives her like a double take. Yeah. And at the end, when you know three PO is telling Poe the odds of getting them out of the Rebel base, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and he's like, three PO, shut up, just shut up." It's so good. Not to mention the best Poe scene when he kicks his foot through the bottom of the sky. Yeah, that was that's great. my favorite. And he's like, "Ah, oh, hell!" <laughs> like all of that is classic Star Wars comedy. Luke. He's Luke in the milking, middle of talking about how these things are pieces of shit. Right. Luke milking a fucking space titty. Not <laughs> funny. The um, bit with his the the leaf on Ray's hand and he's fucking around with her because he's not fucking around with her like Yoda is in Empire. He's doing it maliciously because his point in that moment is to show her why she shouldn't be doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. The the gremlin putting coins into BBA unnecessary because at some point someone was like, well, they're on a casino planet. Wouldn't it be funny if BBA shot a guard with coins and then they worked the story to make that happen? Mm-hmm. We just saw BBA take out three guards with just his BBA ness. Like that wasn't the rest of that wasn't necessary. Right. That's that's fucking garbage. What about- Bullshit. What about when BB-8 drove the ATST, or when BB-8's plugging all those holes? Like, I like plugging. I like he, plugging he the fixed, holes. He fixed the firepower system by ramming his head into it. Like, yep. 
Okay. It, it was it was, was a fucking, stretch. It was like one of those classic cartoons where a guy's trying to put every yeah. finger he has into different holes. Like like that was a stretch, but I don't think that was more of a stretch than some of the stuff R2 did in the original trilogy. I was okay with that stuff. It got it, was, it got <clears throat> silly. Like at first like the first couple, but then when they cut back to it and he's got like a million things coming you. out of him. I'm with you. That was too much. They they stretched too far with a lot of things mm-hmm. in this movie. Now here was the to me, I, I forgot this even happened. It almost feels like it was a dream. It feels like it was so like like it didn't belong. But the most space ballsiest humor in this movie <laughs> was the part where there was that Star Destroyer iron that, like, pressed oh, the Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that the first time. What But the, the second time, world? I was like, what is really going on here? What in the world was happening there? For real. Like, that's Spaceballs, right? Like, that's on yeah. Planet Spaceballs with Mel Brooks and Dark Helmet with his, you know, with his slacks. Was that Kylo Ren's? Who knows? Who could know? Oh my god! Um, it was like, yeah, like I get what they were setting up, but it didn't even set it up. And he, like the the second time I was looking for it because the the first time I was like, oh, this uh, it was like this 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 is weird. It looks like an iron. And, oh, it's an iron. And then the second time I knew the iron was coming, yeah. so I was like, all right, what's the connective tissue between the Imperial ironery and F- Finn and Rose getting uniforms? And there is none. Yeah. They go from the ironing station, and then they're running down a corridor with Benicio Del Toro. And I'm like, I, I guess that makes sense. And at the same time, I'm like, people are louding Ryan Johnson for his directing, but this is like, like uh, you have like, look, you need to go into this movie expecting that the majority of your audience grew up with Star Wars, thus grew up with Spaceballs. Like I get your, like that's maybe that's his nod to Spaceballs. We don't need any nods to Spaceballs. Right. We don't. We need a coherent a middle to, act. We need a nod we, to the original trilogy. Which we didn't get. So tell me, so Finn and Rose escape on an escape pod, and every time someone said Rose in this movie, all I heard was Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic going, Rose! Rose! I didn't get that. So they escape on an escape pod. If... The First Order didn't detect that escape pod, or that jump ship. Couldn't they have taken all of the all of the rest of the Resistance back and forth down to Crate without the First Order knowing? I guess they weren't at Crate at that point, but yeah, you would think. But yeah, but it doesn't matter. But they also, it, they don't but know because their boss didn't tell them the fucking plan. Well, but what you're led to believe at that point in the movie is that Finn and Rose are going way farther away than Crate because Finn and Rose need hyperspace to get there. Right. Yeah. But the Resistance can float 
to crate. So so can Leia, but whatever. Well, but yeah, but can't. Yeah, why didn't Leia but just so, put some cats on her back and just <laughs> so but, fucking power out there? Well, like, like if like it doesn't. That's the middle act is a fucking disaster. Like, why can't they use that ship? They take all of the resistance members to crate. And then Hux is like, they're out of gas. Let's blow them up. And then they blow them up. And Hux is like, yay, resistance is dead. Let's dip. But the resistance is really on crate. The answer is Ryan Johnson had it in his head that I have this cool planet that the final battle needs to take place on. How do we get there? Doesn't matter. Make something up. Get us there. Is the answer really slowly? Who gives a shit? <laughs> there's no there's no progressive thinking in this movie. There's no linear thinking. There's no the calculating plotting for how to get to one thing to the other that makes sense. It's I have a cool idea. How do we get there? That doesn't make sense, Ryan. It doesn't matter. Make it happen. And and then you get weird shit like Disney's like, "Hey, Maz Kanata's not in this movie. Put her in." Uh, all right, I guess we'll throw her in here. It's a fucking disaster. I didn't like the prequels, but they came from the same person. As bad as the acting and the dialogue was, the stories were pretty concise. I mean, you knew what was happening. They made sense from one to the the next one. They made one. sense from this one, one to the next. A big disconnect. And they, really were all, yeah. they were all complete movies. <clears throat> you can watch Phantom Menace. And get a complete movie. Right. You can watch Attack of the Clones and get a complete terrible movie. You can watch Sith and get a complete movie. This one, like, and I've I've already heard from people. Well, maybe maybe this will happen in nine, and that'll make this better. That's not the point of a movie. You know what? You can do that on Supernatural because it's serialized television storytelling. Maybe that's the point. Maybe Disney's playing the long game and this is gonna they're gonna stretch us out. This is just phase one of Star Wars. Maybe I don't think it is. If Daisy Ridley's already said she's done after three, you gotta wrap this up. Yeah. And there's they're just like they're not making complete movies. There's so much left on the table from table from The Force Awakens. So much left on the table from this one. They're incomplete if you like it when you're a kid it's because you're a kid and you're like this stuff's shiny i like it but at some point you're gonna look back on this as an adult and be like like we look back on he-man now we're like man that was fun but these are junk and if you like it now and you're an adult um more often than not uh, i've heard a lot of people they're lapsed star wars fans they're not actually fans of the mythos and the product at all anymore and this was something like that honestly was it was it was different and new but it was off base and out of character and maybe that's what they were looking for and maybe that's what they liked so if you like this i hate to tell you update you might not be a star wars fan guys uh i like the thing that i like about star wars is the simplicity you know i like that it's very easy to get into like i said earlier it's black and white it's good and evil there's you don't like get caught up in the minutia and the and the details so much you know i thought the force awakens 
started to get a little bit convoluted with like they're on Jakku, then they get off Jakku, then they go back to Jakku, then they get off Jakku. Like a little bit wonky, right? This movie takes it to a whole new level. It's a whole new extreme as far as like convolution. Is that a word, Paul? I don't even know. Convolution? Yeah. McSauce lexicon. Yes, it is. And it's like there. Ian, I think you said it. There were there were way simpler uh, ways to kind of like get to that endpoint, and they decided to take the scenic route. And uh, that is unexpected. But sorry, Daisy Ridley, it's wrong. It's not right. And um, boy, am I hopeful for um, JJ to kind of right the ship. But at this point, like, does it matter? I don't even know. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this part of our discussion on The Last Jedi. But I promise we'll be back soon with the fourth and final part of our The Last Jedi review. Uh, now, please be sure to tune in for that episode because that's the episode that's going to have our final verdicts on this movie. So be sure to tune in for that one. One final editor's note. As I was putting together this episode, I realized at the very beginning I am rather harsh toward Paul. Uh, because Paul, it, it's carried over from the, sec, from the end of the second episode. He would not stop interrupting. And, uh, and I kind of gave him the business a little bit. And I thought that maybe I was a little bit harsh. Uh, you guys can be the judge. But anyway, Paul, public apology. Sorry I was kind of a dick. All right, see you guys for the next one.